The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And the disappointing 2016 season for Yordano Ventura continues as his ERA now sits at an even 5.00 after giving up seven runs in just five and a third to the Cardinals as Casey loses eight to four. And both teams now sit at 40 and 36 as they head east a few hours to St. Louis to resume the series coming up tomorrow night and it's Davo glad you're along for another edition of your dish on clubhouse conversation definitely kind of a a frustrating I don't want to say boring but I do want to say boring a frustrating boring depressing game to watch as a Royals fan and it's just there's been too many games like this this year I'll have to go back and crunch some numbers it just seems like the Royals are getting blown out a lot more this year than they have in the past and really eight to four is not necessarily a blowout I mean it's it's a pretty you know, the Royals had the, the tying run at the plate in the ninth inning with Alex Gordon, you know, coming up and, you know, Eric Hosmer coming up and just couldn't get the big hit there. So really, it wasn't a blowout, but it just felt like the Royals were never a part of the game after the first couple of innings, right? And we're going to talk all about this one, relive it, unfortunately, right? We're going to preview the next two coming up as well as the Royals begin an eight-game road trip. But first, we start things off with our player of the game as normal. And tonight, it is Kendrys Morales. Kendrys goes two for four tonight and scores two runs as well. By the way, Kendrys Morales now leading the way on Clubhouse Conversation with his fifth player of the game of the season right here for what that's worth. So Kendrys finally starting to get some fruits of his labor, literally. A guy that you'll see there earlier day in and day out than any other Royals offensive player. Getting there around 1230 is a pretty common place for Kendrys for a 7 o'clock game. A couple guys you'll see there the earliest are him and Alex Gordon among the position players consistently there. So, you know, the fruits of the labor are paying off and some of the luck is coming back around. You saw a couple of times tonight where balls just squeaked through the shift or just blooped over somebody's head. And it's about time Kendrys gets some of these heads to fall on. Needs about 10 more of those to get things back to even and where they should be. And five of those need to be home runs, by the way, because he lost a good five or six home runs up against the fence with you know balls being caught in the first six weeks of the season. Now, offensively, besides Kendrys, the Royals were so-so tonight, I thought, and so-so against Michael Waka. Especially considering you didn't have Alex Gordon or Salvador Perez in the lineup. And we'll talk about Lorenzo Cain and his injury coming up in a second. Don't worry. That's one of the main things to talk about tonight as well. But against Michael Waka, the Royals did get four runs overall. Three of them earned in six innings on nine hits. So, I mean, that's a pretty solid job. I mean, if you're getting four total runs, nine hits in six innings, four Ks is not horrible in six innings, obviously. Royals draw a walk. That's not bad. You know, they, they hit him okay. Unfortunately, tonight, 11 total hits for the Royals, nine of which were singles. And that's not abnormal. This is a team that lives together on moving the line and, and, you know, bunching singles together and keeping the line moving and frenzy hitting, as Rex Hubler calls it. That's what what this team is. Two doubles tonight. That's it. No home runs, no triples, just two doubles. Eric Hosmer, his 17th. Chesler Cuthbert, his 6th. The Royals left 9 on base. Just needed that big home run ball. You know, For example, that ninth inning would have been a nice time with the time run coming to the plate back-to-back times. But it wasn't meant to be tonight. The Royals 5 for 16 with runners in scoring position. And yeah, like I said a second ago, the worst news of the night, 7th inning. Lorenzo Cain trying to beat out the infield single, which he was called safe on at first. And 
we know he strained his hamstring at best case scenario. Ned Yost said after the game in the press conference, told us, you know, it's a strained hamstring and we'll evaluate it tomorrow. I, I don't know anything else, you know, and, it, you know, so not only did he lose the hit on that, just like kind of like no, like Moose and Alex Gordon didn't get the out on the foul ball that we lost Moose for the season four and Alex Gordon for five or six weeks. I mean, now you have this. It's just like pouring salt in the wounds. You lose the hit as well as the hit is you know called overturned after they call New York there. So Lorenzo Kane at best is a day to day thing where he misses two or three games. I think it's very doubtful that we see him in St. Louis, obviously. I, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Even if it's a sore hamstring, you're going to give him at least a couple of days off. And at worst case, assuming it's not torn, which I don't think it is, I think they would have said that and known that, and I don't think he would have been able to walk very much and, and get off the field as well as he did. Assuming it's a pulled hamstring, you feel like the kind of the worst case is a DL stint and you know maybe a few weeks away from the team. That would be detri- you know very, very, very... Hard for the Royals to recover from if that's the case. They're to the point of the season where they just can't afford any more injuries. Just when you get one guy back and Alex Gordon and think you're getting closer to healthy, this happens. You know, you've already lost your cornerstone gold glove all-star third baseman for the season. You've lost Alex Gordon for a good chunk already. And, you know, you can't afford to, you know, then lose Kane right as Morales is heating up and right as you get Gordon back. You just keep thinking you're getting closer to getting, you know, healthy. Then you see, like, Mike Miner go out on a rehab assignment and then he has a setback. And so far, so good. Knock on wood for Chris Medlin, but you just go up and down, and it's like the Royals can't can't catch a break with the injuries. You know, they go what two, three, four years with hardly any injuries, and now it's like every other day somebody gets hurt. It's like you know, I will say things in baseball even add. Well, maybe the injury you know bug is coming back this year, and it, you know hasn't been in the last couple of years, and hopefully it won't be here the next couple of years. But man, let's hope it's just a a day to day type thing where Kane is out for a few games and we see him at some point this weekend in Philadelphia. That's the best case scenario that we see him against the Phillies, and we don't want to talk about the worst, which is him missing up through the All-Star break. That would not be good. So not good in that situation, and that's just the same, you know, the same way with who Donovan Tura's pitching tonight and pretty much the entire season. He had two really nice starts the last couple of times out before the suspension, so eight days off between stars. Did that have anything to do with it tonight? No. Not at all. It's not that long of a layoff. Threw some live BP to Royals hitters a couple days ago. No, nothing there. One, two, three, first inning. He came out of the shoot looking good, right? He strikes out Matt Carpenter, one of the best left-handed hitters in the National League, one of the best second basemen in all of baseball. Strikes him out to start, strikes out Brandon Moss, and then gets the quick out there of Matt Carpenter. One, two, three with two Ks in the top of the first. You're like, wow, dozen pitches? This is good, right? But unfortunately, that was the peak, and then the Valleys came after that. Five and a third, seven runs, seven hits, four Ks, three walks. So Ventura only got two more strikeouts over his final four and a third. Walk three. ERA now exactly 5.00. And tonight, as we've seen so much throughout the year, he just couldn't put hitters away when he got to two strikes on them. You know, the days of let's go throw fire and let's blow everybody away, I mean, I guess the last couple of games we saw them semi-returning, but for the most part, those days are history this year. I mean, they're just it's not even the same guy out there. He's just not missing bats. He's not putting guys away anymore. It's really troublesome. And early on, the first, you know, second, third, fourth innings, it was really the, the secondary, the breaking pitch that was just flat. You know, with two strikes, he would just he would throw it in the strike zone, but it'd be right over the middle of the plate, belt high or, you know, a little below the belt. And you know, good teams like the Cardinals are going to hit that. Veteran professional hitters like the Cardinals and pretty much every team in baseball, of course, is going to hit that, except for maybe the San Diego Padres and Atlanta Braves and Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, there's a couple teams, maybe. 
But, you know, the stuff just looks flat. He, he just can't finish guys off when he gets the two strikes. And the other thing that was concerning besides that was his emotions once again getting the best of him there. As Edinson Volquez gets tossed in the third inning and and Volk, you know, in Ventura, I don't want to say he threw a hissy fit because he didn't, but I mean he was way too rattled. I mean, he, I I don't think he was he was getting squeezed in a couple of balls the inning before that, but it, I mean it, he wasn't pitching good enough to where you can really say much. You know, maybe he got screwed on one or two strike calls, right? You got to pitch your game, dude. You've got an ERA of five. You're already a targeted guy because the majority of Major League Baseball doesn't like you. You're not going to get those calls. You haven't earned them. You know, the last couple of seasons, from a, from a performance standpoint, especially against a team full of veteran hitters like the Cardinals, and one of the bad calls was against Yadier Molina. And, of course, Molina, the darling of Major League Baseball and umpires, is going to get any close call his way. So you can't be upset about that. But that was one of the ones that was the biggest BS was one of the ball. I think it was ball three to Molina, the, you know, the inning before that. But, I mean, you just you haven't earned that. And you're not going to get those calls because of, you know, whether it's fair or unfair, the baggage you carry around and some of the things people think of you. And so it's just, it's frustrating to me to see this time and time again where he just can't keep his emotions under control because he's still, you know, fairly young in the grand scheme of things. But from a baseball and major league perspective, he's got enough major league service time. The guy's pitched in a couple of World Series. This is not a super young kid anymore. You've got to be able to mature. It's just not happening. And it's maddening to me because th- this is why I think he's a number four starter, number three best. I mean, the stuff at times, Plays like a number two starter, right? He's not consistent enough in the strike zone. Mechanics, he can't repeat his mechanics. And the biggest problem with Ventura is the head. You know, you hear Ned Yost saying that, and Dave Island, that, you know, pitched a great game two starts ago, and they had him go rewatch that entire game again before his next start to focus on his mechanics. And he did a good job of staying focused. Is it as simple as that? Is he, I mean, is he just that rattled? Because you saw him get rattled. I mean, we saw him come right out of the gate throwing fire. You know, pun intended there. The first inning, striking out two, one, two, three, and it's a different pitcher after that. He gets a, a, a ball or two that aren't called strikes, and it's like it falls apart on him. And some of that was that the stuff was flat, like I said, with two strikes, and he couldn't put guys away. But some of it's got to be mental. You just, you know, and Volkes is not helping things by arguing from the dugout and getting thrown out when it really wasn't. I mean, it's not like he was getting screwed. I mean, there was a, one or two pitches that were BS, but I mean, come on. That's part of the game, and that's part of being a guy that doesn't have the same track record and the same respect as the St. Louis Cardinals bats do. And that's just how baseball works. I'm not saying that's right, but that's just the way it works. So I don't know. Clearly rattled twice during the game by Ventura. It's almost like, it's almost like you, you know, you have a cat or a dog and you, you know, you tell them not to do something and, and they hear you and they know, but then certain times they just do it anyways. Like if a dog sees, you know, a cat running outside or a squirrel, even though you tell, don't stop, you know, it's not in a leash. It's not going to listen. It's off. It's, it's it's hearing you, but it's not. It's almost like that happens with Ventura where when he stays within himself and listens and stays focused, he's great. But it's like the littlest thing throws him off his game or the littlest thing makes him just lose that focus and, and makes him completely one ear out the other what you've been telling him. It's it's just frustrating. That's that's the way I would best give an example from real life and describe what I think is the issue outside of the fact that yes, the stuff is flat and he's not putting away guys sometimes at two strikes. It's obviously the number one thing, but the number two thing would be, you know, applying himself and staying focused and, and channeling his emotions. It's I don't know. It's it's and I've gotten some tweets at Royals Clubhouse. Do you trade Ventura? No. He still is on a great contract. The Royals have a great contract. Even if he's a number three or number four, it's still a very good contract for the Royals. Still team-friendly. And not only that, even if you wanted to trade him, 
And we've talked at length about how a good majority of the guys in the clubhouse really don't care for him, and that's the truth. But you can't trade him right now. You know, you're selling low, so no, you don't trade him. It's still a, it's still a good contract. I mean, not if he pitches like a 5-0 ERA, it's not. But if he pitches even in the mid-fours and gives you innings, it's still a decent contract. Low fours, it's still a decent contract. And hopefully he'll get better and, you know, fulfill what the Royals come close to what they thought he once might be. And if not, he gets better enough where you can deal him to somebody else if, if, if that's what the Royals choose to do. But, you know, that's where I'm at with him right now. But, yeah, I mean, 60% of the Royals' rotation is not good. And that's the problem. I, I sent a tweet out earlier and got a few people tweeting me back and, you know, not giving me hell. I, I like healthy arguments and disagreements. And I sent a tweet out that said, we'll know if the Royals are contenders after this eight-game road trip. Because you got three against Toronto. That's not a good matchup for the Royals in that park, right? you got three against Philadelphia on the road, who has some really nice arms. That, that's a, a series you have to win. Not, not a great baseball team. they played over their heads so far. And you've got two against the Cardinals with Chris Young and Enzin Volquez going against a couple of the Cardinals' better pitchers, namely Carlos Martinez. I'm not going to call Mike Leake a great pitcher, but we'll talk about that in a second here. But you you have you, you can't go worse than 4-4 four and four on this road trip. Because to me, yeah, let's say the Royals go 2-6 and six or 3-5. and five. They come home at 500 or a game over. And at that point, the season's half over. You're a 500 baseball team halfway through without any starting pitching. Like, a 500 team with no starting pitching is not a contender, guys. Right? I mean, let's be real here. If you're a 500 baseball team halfway through the year and you have no starting pitching, you're not a contender. Especially when you consider other teams are going to add players. And the Royals really can't do that, nor should they if they're in that situation. They, I mean, they can't do it really at all. They just don't have enough left to go out and make a, a trade for a big-name guy. That's why they're looking at guys like Dan Straley or Bud Norris or some of these guys that are not necessarily that big of upgrades. Straley a little bit more than Norris, obviously, but... I mean, that's the problem. Is What's cheaper, pitching or hitting? Cleveland, if they have weaknesses, it's their defense, number one. But number two, maybe their bullpen. But number two really is the offense. You know, But they've been playing better now that Chisholm's Hall is healthy and hitting. They don't have Michael Brantley that hurt. But Jose Ramirez has been pretty good. Like, But what's what's easier to add, starting pitching or, or a bat? A decent bat or a decent arm, or a bullpen arm? Starting pitching is by far the hardest thing to add and the most expensive thing. It's, it's the currency of baseball, and that's what people want. The Royals aren't going to, you know, there's there's a handful to eight other teams besides the Royals that want to add starting pitching at the deadline or before the deadline. So it's an arms race. The Royals don't really, literally, the Royals don't really have the inventory to make it happen for a high-end guy. Other teams do, and, and other teams have problems like Cleveland that just need to add one bullpen arm or another bat. And the Royals, you know, that's my point. You, If you're a 500 team, with not much starting pitching, it's tough to add starting pitching, and it's going to be tough for you to make a move when you're jumbled up with you know four or five other teams for a wild card and eight, nine, ten games behind Cleveland for the division. If, if that happens, the Royals are in big trouble. They have a bad road trip. They, they're just the season's half over. You're not going to be able to add. Other teams are going to keep adding, and the problem is if you're going up against five of the teams, if one or two teams catch fire, you're in trouble. So that's why I'm saying this road trip is really key. Well, no. And I'm not predicting doom and gloom. I'm not saying the Royals are going to lose in this road trip and have a bad road trip. To the contrary, I think they can have a nice 5-3 and three road trip. But I'm saying we'll know if they're contenders. If they can come home where they're at now, 4-4 four and four or better, they're contenders. And they're going to be able to look to add coming up. Because once they come home, you know, you're pushing, what, July 10th? Then you're getting to the point where you have to start looking at making a trade. you got about 10 more days before you decide what you're going to do and what you're going to be, you know, aggressive or non-aggressive with the deadline. Just my thoughts on all of that. But yeah, you've got some holes in the rotation. Edinson Volquez, will he get better? He better pretty quick. I mean, there's not, you know, he's been bad the last month. Ventura, outside of those two starts, same thing. We know what Chris Young, and that's, you know, has been. 
giving up a home run on every single start this year. Duffy, thank God, has been what he is, and Kennedy's been pretty good overall, too. So, you know, you got to find, hopefully Chris Medlin can come back, but, I mean, I think you're, you know, I don't know. I don't know that that's, if that's your biggest hope and what you're clinging to. I don't, I don't love that based on the, the injuries and where we're at in the season and having to build back up and so on and so forth. So we'll see. Edinson Volquez, Carlos Martinez coming up tomorrow. Volquez, even uglier stats of Ventura, a 5-1-5 ERA now after having arguably one of the worst starts in Major League history, if not the worst, as the ERA went up over a run. I believe it was 4.12 going into his last start. So a bit bloated there, but, you know, it is what it is. Martinez, very good, 302 for the Cardinals. you got to love St. Louis in this game tomorrow night. I just don't see Volquez going into that park and shutting down the Cardinals. You know, I could see him going six and a third, giving up three runs. Will the Royals be able to get to Carlos Martinez, though, with no Lorenzo Kane, no DH, or they're losing, you're basically losing Kane plus either Hosmer or Morales. So you're facing a really good pitcher without two of your best hitters and. A scorching hot Cardinals team at home offensively. I believe that what they're third in the National League and run scored. They're a very good team at home. I'm, I'm frustrated tonight. Can you tell I'm stressed? <laughs> I'm just not, I'm, I don't like where this is right now, guys. I don't like where this is going right now. I I don't think I know. To, I think like talking to you on the dish is like therapy for me. I think like I, I just talk out my inner feelings about this. And tonight's not good. I'm I'm just. I'm not trying to be downer here, but it's just, man, and the season's not over. The Royals are right there. I think they're tied going into tonight for the wild card. They're still only, what, seven back at Cleveland's, and there's lots of baseball. I'm just saying they've got to get their stuff together here pretty quick because, you know, this halfway point comes, 500, yeah, you can say, oh, the Blue Jays, you know, well, they went 50 and 20 or something last year at the end of the year, but yeah, but they added David Price and Troy Tulowitzki and Ben Revere. The Royals aren't doing any of those three things. So, anyway, tomorrow night, don't love the Royals there. They've only seen. Martinez for two plate appearances, 0 for 1 for Haas, a walk for Esky. Uh, against Volquez, the Cardinals, lots of experience. 261 and 23 ABs for Carpenter, 215 ABs for Adams. Matt Holliday's hit Volquez very well, 321 with two jacks in 28 at bats. Yachty just 154 and 26 at bats. And Johnny Peralta in just 16 at bats has two home runs and a 313 average against Volquez. Now you got the toss up game that's not real pretty on. Thursday either the Royals are going the Royals are going to score some runs in this series in, in, in this part of the series in St. Louis especially on Thursday with Chris Young going against Mike Lee Chris Young two and seven a six five four hot and humid St. Louis the ball will jump he's given up a home run in each of his start has Young comes off seven runs and two and a third against Houston obviously it'll be his last start as a starter unless he's good I mean with Chris Medlin being on the same day or same rotation. And needing one more start in Omaha, you have to assume he's taking over for Young unless Young goes, we'll say, five innings, two runs. I think even four innings, three runs, or anything worse, that he is out of the rotation. So there you go. Don't like the Royals' chances to shut down St. Louis in either game. I do like the Royals a decent amount against Mike Leake. Leake just three and a third his last time out, and the Royals have... Uh, not too much, you know, against him. Over over four combined with Drew Butera and Kendris Morales. The only two guys over two each. One other thing, by the way, against Chris Young, I mentioned this last night. If you play fantasy baseball, make sure you play Brandon Moss on Thursday. Brandon Moss has seen Chris Young nineteen times and has four home runs. So Brandon Moss has taken Young yard four of nineteen at bats. He'll be no doubt in that two hole, I would think. 
coming up on Thursday. And that's it. A lengthy edition of your dish tonight on Clubhouse Conversation. Translation, the Royals need a 4-4 four and four road trip. They need to split these next two games and get two out of three in Philadelphia and then grab one in Toronto. That's what they need. They need to come home 4-4. Four and four. And that will keep them within two or three games of the wild card, hopefully within seven of Cleveland. Hopefully Cleveland starts losing a little bit. And then hopefully at that time the Royals can make another run when they get home and get closer to the All-Star break, which is only, what, five games away once they come home. So we're getting there, guys. I'm telling you, we're about a week away from the halfway point. So the early talk is gone. It's time to start producing and, and, and time to get that record above 500, you know, going into the All-Star break. Be six, seven games above 500 if possible going into the All-Star break. We'll see what happens. We'll be back again tomorrow night on Clubhouse Conversation. Go Royals!